Shalom everyone, it's an honor for me to be here. I'm so excited we are here at the Day of Atonement today. Um, today we're going to be on this live stream just coming before the King, coming in the way that he prescribed, coming with open hands to what he has to tell us and also coming with our hearts towards him openly. Um, just bearing it all before him and allowing him to come and show us what our hearts look like. I don't know about you, but when I come before the king, I want to make sure that I know what's going on in my heart. The word says that the heart is deceitfully wicked and who can know it? You know, we think we know our intentions, we know our hearts, but sometimes our hearts are wicked, even when we think we know what we intend. But the father is the one who knows the hearts of men above anyone, any man. No man can understand the, the heart of another as the, well as the father understands that man's heart. And no man can understand his own heart, even like the father knows his heart heart. So that's a scary thing on one hand, but on the other, it's an excitingly beautiful thing because it forces us to draw near to the father to show us what our heart looked like. Because when we have a relationship with him, he can do that. That's who he is. He wants us to be like he is. And with this time of the year, the Day of Atonement, this is an opportunity that God is giving us that he wants us to come with our hearts so that he can come and do and show us what is in our hearts. If you don't know what the Day of Atonement is, it's one of the full feast days of God. Unfulfilled, by the way, you know, many people think the feast, some of the feast days are unfulfilled and they're Jewish and they're inapplicable to believers who are who may call themselves Christians or, you know, who follow Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah. But actually, God says these are my feasts. He didn't say these are Jewish. Nowhere in the Bible are they called Jewish, except in the New Testament. Some apostles called them the Jewish festivals because the Jews were the people keeping them. Because the no one else is really keeping them except the Jews. Just like today, you know, um, if so, if uh, there's a certain feast, we would maybe say it's this or that people group feast because that's the people who are keeping them. But God, according to His Word, God came when He came to give the the feast days. He says these are my feasts. Just go read Leviticus twenty three where He gives us His feast days. It's a Love later. It's an appointed time. It's basically God saying, I am setting and making an appointment with you today. Just with you, you and me, we're going to talk today. We're going to we're going to have a, a can you call it a date? You're going to have a, a an appointment. You're going to have this thing. We, you can call it a feast. You can call what you want. But it's a time where God says, I want to be with you one on one today. That's why he says, I want you to shut down the world. I need you to stop working on this day. Just just don't work today. Take a leave. All right. Rest because you I don't want you to be distracted. I want you to focus on me today. I want you to focus on where you're at. I want you to focus on the future. That's what the full feasts are about. Day of uh, day of trumpets, feast of trumpets, day of atonement and then feast of Sukkot. Right. The trumpets is when he comes back. Day of atonement is when the goats are separate from the sheep. 
when the righteous are separated from the evildoers. And then we have the Feast of Sukkot, which is what Jesus was talking about all through the New Testament. He was like completely like talking about that all the time when he was talking about this wedding feast and his parables and these and these hints that he's given throughout the scriptures. Even into Revelation, we see mixed multitudes standing and saying glory to the king. And, and it says the, the wedding feast has come glory. You know, and they're praising him. OK, the feast days are all throughout, not just the Torah, the, the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament. And we see Paul kept them. The disciples kept them. Yeshua kept them. And so this is not a salvation issue. However, this is going to be a blessing to you if you decide to look to your father on the day that he told you to look to him, to meet him at this appointment. So what is this feast about? You know, it's interesting um, on the Day of Atonement, if you speak to any Jewish person, um, you or, or if you've been in a, any Jewish circles, the Orthodox uh, Jewish circles, they would have this saying and they will say, may your name be inscribed in the book of life. That's because they believe that this is the day that that happens, you know. So it's interesting because they have this doubt still. It's kind of like, may your name be inscribed, you know, may kind of like maybe, maybe not. Right. So hopefully it is. But as believers in Messiah, as believers in Yeshua, Jesus Christ, who came to die for our sins. If we believe in him, if we put our faith in him, our name is inscribed in the book of life. So I'm not going to tell you, may your name be. I'm going to tell you, I hope you have repented, gotten baptized and put your faith in the Messiah, because that's how you know that you are in his book. Because and you say, oh, PD, how can you say that? How can you say that with such certainty? I'm saying that because that's what he told his disciples. Remember what he's told his he's telling his disciples when they were casting out demons and they were seeing the authority that's been given to them. And they were so excited about that. They came running to the Messiah saying, you know, Peter and the rest. They're like, Messiah, look, even the demons submit to us. And in Messiah, Yeshua, he said, what? Don't rejoice that the demons tremble, submit to you and my authority, but rather, rather rejoice in this, that your names are inscribed in heaven. There's, that's just like, wow, rejoice in that. He's, he's saying it's like a take, take comfort in that rejoice in that celebrate that. And that's what we're doing today. We are celebrating the fact that he died and resurrected for us so that we can die and resurrect with him so that our names can be inscribed. So, brothers and sisters, um, our name is found. If you believe our name is found. But if you don't believe, I want you to I want to ask you today to as we, as we talk about this, just consider laying your life down today, lay, putting everything aside and accepting him as your Lord and Messiah, because you were created for him. You're creating the image of God. You're not an accident. You are not some mistake. You're not some product of um, evolution and accidents. And oops, no, you are a product of an intelligent designer who made you formed you in the womb. Just look around. Look at yourself. Look at your hands like this is not an accident. You watching this is not an accident. Um, you uh, uh, being who you are, having a calling where, where you are. None of it is an accident. 
you have purpose and he's created you with a calling that's beautiful, a calling that is righteous to walk in holiness and to be one that is an ambassador of a kingdom that is not of this world, but to be an ambassador in this world of that kingdom to bring it about. And he says that if you be, choose to become this ambassador of his kingdom, to follow him, to become his servant, that he will empower you, that he will give you uh, uh, supernatural empowerment by his Holy Spirit to bring that about here with power like he did in this world. He, he healed the sick. He cast out demons. He, 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 he even raised the dead. He did many mighty works by the Holy Spirit. And he even gives us that honor, that ability to do the same. So I ask you today, will you come if you don't believe, if you don't know him, if you've been a sinner, maybe you've been a lost prodigal son and you've been lost. Maybe you've been a, a son or daughter. You've been you've gone to quote unquote dwell with the pigs. You've gone to 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 do to to practice evil and you've but now you're you're starting to see that you're not getting filled up. You're starting to see that there's a hunger and there's a lack in you that's that's lacking and not if you feel that, if you feel like there's something missing in your life, if you feel like you've been running from one boy or girl to the next, boyfriend and girlfriends, if you feel like you've been running to one uh, addiction to the next, trying to get fulfillment, I want to submit to you that this is what your heart's been crying out for. Yeshua met the woman at the well and he said, drink of me and you will never go thirsty again. You've been with many men. You've been running around trying to find fulfillment and, and, and identity and acceptance and, and all this happiness and all this stuff and men. And he told her, I tell you that if you drink of me, you won't you won't need to come every day for this new water that you're trying to look for, you know, and whatever it is. But you will find eternal satisfaction and fulfillment when you drink of me. That's the gospel message. You will never be fulfilled or happy. You will never be fulfilled and happy. Never, ever be fulfilled or happy unless you grab a hold of his garment and beg him to fill you up and you will then become not just filled up, but a spring, a well of living water that will bring satisfaction to others around you. That's what it means. And you will become water that pours out. So, brothers and sisters, consider the fact if you've maybe you've fallen away, maybe you don't know him at all. Consider today to grab a hold of him. He's a breath away. He's a relationship. God He's not a God who's dead. He's not a God who's far. He's a God who's close, a breath away. We open our mouth and he's there. He hears us, especially if our hearts or to repent and come close and near him. He says in his word that if we repent, he is quick to forgive. So if you have if you're sitting with a guilty conscience, you're sitting with condemnation, shame, all the stuff that's been on your heart, separating you from God. He says in his word that if you open your mouth and you with a pure heart, come and say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. He says he is quick to forgive quick. Not, he doesn't take his time. He doesn't let you sit there. He doesn't let he's quick. He comes and he forgives. He comforts. So if you open your mouth and you come in repentance, you ask him to change your life and take out your heart of stone. He's going to come and do it swiftly if you do it with a pure heart. So brothers and sisters, I want to move on um, with this. Uh, today, I want to just talk a little bit about this this instruction of what he tells us to do of fasting. 
This is a, this day is special because on this appointed time, God comes and he tells us that he wants us to fast on this day. He wants us to. Uh, well, in, in the word, it, it actually says more specifically, I want you to afflict yourself. It's crazy. So he says, I want you to afflict yourself. I want you to take a, a day of rest, take off, also known as a Sabbath or a high Sabbath, take off. Um, and he, he, he tells us to be in fellowship and celebrate this uh, with with others. Um, but what does it mean to afflict your soul? You know, some people have said, you know, it's fasting. Others say it's not fasting. What, what does it mean? You know, some people even have in, in, in past times have thought that that means I need to beat myself up. I need to uh, do something that hurts me. You know, they would even inflict harm to themselves because they think that that's what it means to afflict yourself. So I'm going to hurt myself for the sins I've done. It's crazy. Because if you understand the word, it says that he, Yeshua, was wounded for our transgression, wounded for our transgression. He was inflicted for our sins. That's why he, he could die. For, that's part of the, the, him dying for our sins. Today, when he says he wants us to afflict ourselves, he is not saying we need to wound ourselves physically. He's not saying we need to wound others. In fact, it's the opposite. And we're going to learn now soon what that what that really means to afflict yourself. Um, so I'm going to read in Isaiah 58 here and um, let me open it up for you as well. So you can read with me. I'm putting it on the screen now and you can have a look. Um, so we're going to read through Isaiah 58 verse one and uh, we're going to go on there. So let's go ahead. Cry aloud. Do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression to the house of Jacob, their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the right the, the, forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgment. They delight to draw near to God. Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure. You oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only. You fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Now, God is it's interesting because God is here talking and he's talking to a people, you know, and he who's who's trying to fast, trying to afflict their souls. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about why fasting is afflicting yourself. But here we see that he, they're they're fasting and they're seeking the Lord. It's it's he even says they seek me daily. They delight to know me. They want they say they want to do righteousness and all these things. And then they, but then these people are, are saying they're complaining, Lord, why do we fast and you see it not? Why do we humble ourselves, but you take no knowledge of it? Right. He even say, but then he says, this is why he says, because you seek your own pleasure, you oppress your workers, you fast and you quarrel and then you fight and you hit with a wicked fist. Even you fast like uh, like this, and this will not cause you to make your voice heard on high. So we see that fasting 
you know, what is fasting? You know, is people, you know, they, they stop eating. They think it's okay. I don't eat food and, or, you know, that's it. Like, so I don't eat food. I, I starve myself and that's it. That's what it is, it is to fast, but that's not what it is. That's not what it is about. Fasting is about denying yourself. Fasting is when you physically, you're going to your body, your flesh, and you're denying itself, it's nourishment, it's food. And you're saying basically to your flesh, you are hungry right now, flesh, but I'm not going to feed you. I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to exercise control over you. So this is what you're doing now is you're making your spirit stronger and you're allowing your spirit to be in more in control and the flesh, which is oftentimes the thing that keeps us from doing godly things. Your flesh, it says in the word that the flesh, the carnal mind is at enmity with God. It does not desire to do the things of God, the law of God, the obedience. It doesn't desire to pray. It doesn't desire to do the Bible. It doesn't desire spiritual gifts. It doesn't desire anything spiritual. The flesh just desires spirit, um, fleshly pleasures. And so we there's nothing per se wrong with eating, right? There's nothing wrong with eating food. There's nothing wrong um, per se with many things we do in and of itself. However, when our flesh starts taking more control and we start doing things um, that uh, uh, instead of uh, focusing on God, instead of godly things. So we, 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 you know, there's not per se something evil about watching television in of itself. There's not some, per se anything wrong with, with being on social media and of, its by, and of it by itself. But if you go and you watch TV for four hours a day and you pray for 10 minutes, then there, it has become an evil thing because your flesh is, in, is indulging in this thing that is keeping you from exercising spiritual things. So the, this is why Yeshua told the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. Do you remember that? They were in a place where they needed some more, had some more fasting to do, to be honest. That's why they struggled to pray. That's why they fell asleep. That's why they... Their, their flesh, which wanted to sleep, was more strong. And the spirit who wanted to pray was weak. And they failed that. And then it led to Peter denying the Messiah three times. Because that's why he told him to fast. So he doesn't, because he, he even warned him, you're going to deny me. And then he asked him to pray so they don't fall into temptation. So this is what he calls us to in terms of fasting. To understand that we need to discipline our flesh to so that we could run after him stronger more look this is not about salvation this is not about i want to fast so i can get saved this is not about any we're saved by faith but when we get saved you want to run the race with everything you have you want to pick up your cross you want to be like he was you want to build his kingdom you don't want your flesh to keep you back because that's going to keep it freedom back from others around you. That's the greatest strategy that could happen is that you are so indulgent in your own fleshly desires that you miss the the devils around you, that you miss the oppressions around you, that you miss the people who are suffering, who could get, be set free by the Holy Spirit in and through you. But your flesh is keeping that back because you are more concerned with watching TV than being in your prayer closet or whatever it is that you are addicted to in your flesh. And so when we fast, we are disciplining our flesh. Our fle flesh is 
is uh, we're exercise, exercising control over it. Our spirit is getting stronger. And then next time we'll be able to say no easier to pleasures of the flesh when they're trying to tempt us away from spiritual matters. So that's one reason about why we need to fast. Now, these people were fasting, uh, but then while they were fasting, they were having bad, unrepentant actions. For example, we read that they were seeking their own pleasures while fasting. So you let's just say you don't eat food, but then you seek your own pleasures in other ways. You know, you if you're addicted to social media or you're addicted to television, by the way, if you're spending three hours a day on social media, you're addicted to it. Because uh, I bet you that if we looked, if you're going to be honest with you, yourself and you look at how much time you spend praying to God versus how much time you spend scrolling through a, a news feed mindlessly, you will find that there is some weird ratio going on there, right? And, and so whatever it is that, that we are addicted to, whatever it is that's got taking a lot of time and we all have stuff, brothers and sisters. I have things that I am fasting from today and it's not just food. It's not just physical nourishment. And I encourage you to do the same. This is not just about, oh, I'm going to stop eating, but then I'm going to seek my own pleasures in all the other ways. You know, the, the uh, and look, it doesn't even need to just be an addiction, even though that is if, if you have an addiction, if you have something in your heart, the Lord's pricking you, that's taking so much of your time, that's just been grabbing you and and consuming you. And, you know, it could be a drug. It could be a cigarettes. It could be something obvious like that. Pornography it could also be something like I mentioned, television, social media, video games, OK, whatever it is. Um, but it could also be you know, other things that aren't obvious, you know, it could be other pleasures, just things that really you love to do that take in that time, put it aside today. This is the day of atonement. This is the day he asks us. He asks you one day of the year to do this, that it's commanded just one day of the year, brothers and sisters, where he commands us to put our pleasures aside in this way, all your pleasures and just focus on him. Let him speak to you. And let me tell you, I remember even last night, I mean, David Thoma just started, but I remember when I was praying, uh, you know, and it was just so amazing because it was like when I was praying, you know, sometimes we pray and I've experienced this. I'm sure you have. Sometimes we pray and we we struggle to keep our mind in the prayer. You know what I mean? Sometimes our mind runs away and we go to other things. We Our thoughts go here and there and there. And then we're we're thinking about like, what dinner we had the day before while we were supposed to be praying to God. You know what I mean? So when we fast, that stuff gets more under control. The reason that your mind goes that way is because your carnal mind starts taking over and starts running away from the prayer. If you fast, you're taking control of those things. And even last night, I remember it was so beautiful. I haven't even been, I mean, it just the David time just started. But when I was seeking the Lord and, you know, I was starting uh, this fast, um, and I'm, by the way, brothers and sisters, let me just say this. When I say I'm starting this fast, I, I am sharing that I am fasting because this is the day we are commanded to. And I, I, I usually don't ever tell anyone that I do fast, um, but I'm telling this to you just as a testimony. So you could just get what I'm trying to say, because we shouldn't boast in fastings, right? But let me, I'm just saying it because I, I want you to just see the value in fasting. When I was I've barely started my fast, but I was as I was praying, it was just so amazing. It was like when I was praying, it was like there was this link to the Lord, Lord's heavenly room, if you want yeah, if, to his throne room. And it was like 
I don't know how to explain it, but the communication was so open. Like I could focus on him. I could, I could, I could really get a sense of his will. I could really pray with an open heaven. However, I was like, I don't know how to explain it. And, and that's what, what happens when we fast. And that's why we, why Yeshua fasted in the garden before his uh, crucifixion. That's why I asked the disciples to fast so that the spirit can be in the mind. So the spirit can be working soundly and the the mind, the carnal mind would not get in its way. All right. So um, we should not be like this Isaiah 58 people who, yeah, we fast, we fast, Lord, but we oppress our workers. We're mean to people. We don't have good fruit. We have unrepentant actions. We quarrel. We fight. Are you on Facebook today quarreling while you're supposed to be? Well, while it's the day of atonement, while you're but you're fasting at the same time, like this, that's just ridiculous. And the Lord says, I'm not fooled by that. Like, I don't, it's not just about, oh, you know, I don't eat today. And that's what it's like. It's, it's about what does your character look like? It's about what is, are you walking in repentant actions? Uh, you know, repenting means turn. So are you turning away and turning towards him and your actions too? So let's, let's look at verse five here. Okay, I just want to. All right, so we're looking at verse five now. Um, Is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast an acceptable day to the Lord? Now, I want you to notice something here in verse five, and he says, is this a fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? And if I go to the King James, which I'm going to go to for a sec here, because I love this translation more. He say in this verse, at least he says uh, a day. Is it is this the fast that I've chosen a day for man to afflict his soul? So we directly see the connection to afflicting the soul and fasting her. Right. I'm just bringing this out because some people I know have said, you know, fasting is not about is not afflicting the soul is not fasting. And David Thoman is not about fasting at all. Here's the thing, brothers and sisters. It doesn't have to be fasting food. I know when we say the word fasting, we think of food, but fasting doesn't mean food necessarily. Just like afflicting the soul doesn't mean um, um, one thing or the other necessarily. Right. If you understand the concept of what fasting is, you'll know that fasting and afflicting the soul is the same thing. It means the same thing. It is when you afflict the soul. It's when you when you discipline the flesh. It's when you put humble yourself, your desires, your pleasures, what you want, you put aside for the pursuit of him. You see, brothers and sisters, here's the thing. When we look at Yeshua, right, he was. Um, we, 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 we see that the, 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 the Pharisees or the, the people came to him and said, why don't your disciples fast? But John's disciples and the Pharisees, they fast. Why don't your disciples fast, Jesus? Yeshua, why? And, and remember what he said, right? He says, can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The day will come when the bridegroom is taken away and then they will fast in that day. So I want to just, you know, me and Christina, for those of you who followed our, sto- our story, we when we met each, met each other, um, I was in South Africa living there. She was in the United States living in America. Right. And, and now we are separated by 
I don't know how many miles it was, like a, a, a big, large amount of miles. And now we are, and I came over and I proposed to her to get, and we got, you know, engaged. And then I had to leave again because I wasn't, a, I'm not a US citizen. I can't stay. And we had to go through an application process and all that for me to get over there, like on a more permanent basis. So I want to tell you that when we were together, we weren't fasting. Like when I vi I visited her for like a short amount of time, which was like a week or two, right? Uh, two weeks or so at a time. Um, and that's when I proposed to her. We weren't fasting back then. We were together. We were happy because we were able to spend time together. But when we when I left and I went back to South Africa, all those thousands of miles away, we started fasting for many reasons, many trials and many things. But one of the main things we were fasting about was because we wanted to be in each other's presence. And we had so many barriers and walls up that were keeping us away from each other, right? Immigration, you know, and many things along that, you know, many situations along the way, more than I can go into now. But um, we fasted because I was far away from her. I wasn't in her presence. And that's the same thing. We they didn't fast when the bridegroom was with them. They fasted when he left. And that's why he is left now. He is ascended. His Holy Spirit is with us, but he and the, and the person ascended. So we fast because we long for his presence. We fast because we long to be with him, close to him. That's what you that's why I said when I prayed last night, he felt closer because when we fast, that's what happens. We, it's not that he draws near, it's that we are able to hear him better because our spirit is more in control. He, it's We get ourselves out of the way. We humble ourselves because the flesh has sometimes has dominion in our lives in an unhealthy manner. Right? So that's what fasting is about. It's about uh, fasting for the presence, of, yearning for his presence. Okay? So... Um, let me find where I was here so we can read on here. Um, all right. Okay, so he's saying, uh, um, here we go. Sorry, I just lost my place for a sec here. So Isaiah 50. Um, let me just see here. Okay, right. So Afflicting your soul is fasting. All right. That, that's what I wanted to make the point of in verse five In verse six. I want to just read on for us. And we read here. Is not this the fast that I choose to lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. Right. So this is beautiful. He's saying now it's not just about, you know, uh, not eating. It's not just about, you know, doing the things that we just talked about, because that what I just said is true in terms of, you know, uh, afflicting the soul, you know, fasting. But however, what God wants us to do is he wants us to live out a lifestyle that we that we proclaim we desire, not just say, Lord, you know, make us more like you, but in our fastings, even be pouring ourselves out for others. That's what he is calling us to. So this is why he even says to lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let your prayers go free and break every yoke. So he's he's talking about things 
that is for that we do for others. So he's saying, I don't want your fast. Well, or the fast is going to help us. He's saying, I don't want the fast to just be about you. I don't want you to just fast for yourself. I don't want you to just fast in terms of what you're going to get out of this thing. He's saying, I want you to primarily, I, I think this is really, he wants us to primarily to look outwardly when we fast. He's, that's why he's saying, I want you to let the oppressed go free and do all these things. That's really what he's calling us to. So look at, uh, let's look at a biblical example of this. Math, uh, Mark 9, 28. You know, this is where Yeshua uh, came to his disciples because the disciples were struggling to cast out a demon. And then they came to, and then Yeshua showed up and he cast out the demon. And then afterwards, the disciples, they like kind of pull him aside and they're kind of like, Yeshua, why didn't it happen when we prayed? Why did the demon only listen to you? And then Yeshua told them the following. He said, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Mark 9, 29. So he's saying that by prayer and fasting, you would be able to cast out this demon. You would allow the oppressed to go free when you pray and fast. You see, this is what Isaiah is talking about too. Fasting for others. When was the last time you prayed? Excuse, yeah, excuse, when was the last time you prayed and fasted so that you can be someone who can undo the bonds? Who can set those who are enslaved free? Who can cause our demons more effectively? Who can pray for the sick and see them recover? Because, see, brothers and sisters, these things need to be uh, 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 nurtured in us. We need to steward it. We need to walk it out in 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 faith. We need to go in action and and actually go and cause out the demon. And actually go and lay our hands on the sick to see them recover. We actually need to do these actions, but we also need to afflict our flesh, get our flesh out of the way, so that we can go ahead and actually be the one who brings freedom. And so. This is why, and I'm going to say this how it is. Many people I have seen, they look at the Day of Atonement, the day where they're actually commanded to fast and it's kind of or, or afflict themselves. Right. And they're kind of like, OK, yes, this is the day we're going to fast. Now, where is the day we're going to afflict ourselves? But if you are a disciple, this should not be the only day of the year that you afflict yourself. This is the day above all days that you should. Don't get me wrong. And glory, glory to the Lord. It is an amazing instruction. But if you are really going to be living a lifestyle that is all about losing the bonds of wickedness and doing the straps of the yoke and all these things, you ought to be fasting more than once a year. And that fast can be, you know, I know some of us have problems with fasting in terms of, um, uh, uh, you know, maybe food, maybe you have a medical issue or a health issue. However, like I mentioned, fasting is not just food. Food is the most obvious thing, the, the, the thing that most of us could go to because most of us have an addiction to food. And that's why you are really starving and really like you want to just, you know, pass out. If you just fast for one day, that means that food is, you know, that's really got a hold on you. That's why it's good to fast. However, for many of us, 
food is not the issue. For some of us, it could also be other things like I mentioned earlier. And so it's good to fast those things in those cases, especially if we have a medical condition. It does not take us away from the ability to keep this instruction. Um, so, brothers and sisters, pray and fast for the sake of bringing freedom to others. And then go ahead and do it. He said then in, in Isaiah 58 verse 7, next, he says, is, uh, let me just make sure I'm getting here. Okay. Right, here we go. I'm just making sure the cool. So is it not to share your bread with the hungry, right? And to bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. You see, again, he's going on here and he's talking, you know, about sharing your bread with the hungry. He'd bring the homeless poor in your house, doing these things to other people, helping others, bringing freedom to others. Right. That's and then let's read on. He says, verse eight. Then if you do these things, then and this is this is the thing, brothers and sisters, this is an if then promise. Okay, he's basically promising if you do these things that I just talked about, then shall your light break forth like the dawn, your healing spring up speedily, your righteousness shall go before you, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, the Lord will answer, you shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Right, brothers, sisters. So this is amazing. The Lord is saying here, if you do these things, I am going to make your healing bring spring forth speedily. He's bringing this promise of healing to us physically, spiritually, emotionally, however we need healing. He's saying, if you do these things, I'm going to bring healing speedily. He's saying things like, you know, I'm going to be here. I'm going to call. I'm going to say, here I am. You know, he says, um, if you stop pointing the fingers, if you start being wicked, if you take away these things from your midst, not just, oh, Lord, I'm fasting. Look at how I'm fasting. Oh, everyone, look at how, how good I'm fasting today. You know, I'm such a good faster. No, no, no. He's saying do those things in secret. Right. That's what Messiah also said. Do it, do it in secret, because if you proclaim it to the world, you have gotten your reward. Go and fast. Right. And not just David Doman, but fast throughout the Fast weekly is what I would say, but that's between you and the Lord. But go and make have a lot. Let this be a thing that becomes a lifestyle to you. And now when this becomes a lifestyle and with that, you also while you're doing this in the secret place, you're also going ahead and you're going and not pointing the finger. You're not being one who is wicked. You're being one who, who lives righteously. Then he says, oh, do these things for you. And he also says you need to go and look after others. Let this be an outward thing, not about what you're going to get, but how, what you're going to do for others. Right. So then he says, you know, he, he's going to guide us continually. And he says you will then become a spring of water. Like I mentioned in the beginning of this video, you will become this 
spring of living water that others can drink from and where others will find revival in. And they will become a spring when they drink of you because your water is the same water that Messiah had if you drank from him. Right. And so, brothers and sisters, as we I'm going to start ending off with the reading of the scripture here. But what I want you to see is this, that the fasting that God calls us to is like is, is opposite to how you may think. Many of us think we fast and we, because we want to get something from the Lord. He says, I want you to fast so that you fast for the sake of others. Fast what you, your time, fast your energy, fast your, your you know, well, go and give your time to someone else. Go and give your bread to someone else. Go and get, make a sacrifice on your behalf in some way for someone else. That's the fast that he has given us to do. And if you do that, then he says, and because you're outward now, he's going to bless you because you're not just saying, Lord, I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this and that you're focused on others. And then the, because the Lord sees what you need, the Lord sees your hunger. The Lord sees your oppressions. The Lord sees your your desires and he will meet those desires. But he wants you to meet the desire, the, 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 the lack in the lives of others. And so as I end this, I want to just read the last verse here in Isaiah 58, verse 12, and we read the following. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall rise up, raise up the, the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. So, brothers and sisters, I think there is something in this verse that we need to that points out something that I think many of us should repent from. And I think even including myself, to be honest and frank with you today, this is the day when we can uh, proclaim, you know, confess our sins to one another. And I think that this is one of the sins that we can confess to one another. And that is that we so, you see in this verse, he says, I want you to be a one who raises up the foundations of many generations to be a repairer of the breach. Now, if we let's just think about what that means for a second here. To raise up the foundations of many generations, you see, this is how generations work. We have a generation and we have. Let's just say this is a godly generation, right? And there's then a good foundation. And then the next generation comes and because this generation raises the next generation, the next generation comes and they're built on this good godly foundation. And, and if there is a good godly foundation, the generations will stay godly. But the problem is, is sometimes that the, the foundation is not good and godly. And so when the next generation comes along, they ha don't have a good and godly generation uh, foundation to stand on. And so this next generation starts falling away from the Lord. But see what he says is you, if you do these things, you will raise up the foundations of generations. You will be the one who even and he says you will be a repairer of the breach. In other words, there where there have been a weak foundation, you will be one. If you do these things, you will be able to bring about restoration to that foundation. That means that the next generation will be able to be godly and restored to the Lord. Now, brothers and sisters, what I, what I am talking about here, many of us have been um, pessimistic about the generation that's coming up. And, and, and certainly there's nothing wrong with with pointing out problems and and seeing that when things are not going the way the Lord wants. Right. But 
let's not become pessimistic to the point where we be we, where we where we proclaim hopeless words over a generation where we go and we say this generation will fall away from the Lord, where we say, oh, this generation is forgotten. This is the last generation in America before Yeshua is coming back. And, you know, God is done with this generation. It's over all these things. You know, when we're proclaiming these words, we are not be we're not hoping to be someone who repairs the breach. We're breaking it down. We're not we're, we're not repairing a foundation of a, of a generation. We're breaking it down further. When we say, you know, there's nothing wrong with yearning for the coming of the Lord. You know, we know that the world's going to get worse before he comes back. However, God did not call us to go and sit and wait around and hope for him to just come back while we proclaim bad things. While we go and proclaim bad things over gen a generation, because somehow when we proclaim, proclaim bad things and hope for a generation to go badly, that's going to make him come back quicker. Sometimes I think that's how we think, even if we may struggle to admit that. And that's evil, brothers and sisters. It's evil because God didn't call us to wait around and just say, you know, Lord, yes, come back, come back. No, he called us to bring his kingdom on this earth while we anticipate and hope for his return. So we do hope for his return, but that doesn't mean that we proclaim death over a generation because we want his return to come back sooner. We need to be one who brings about the kingdom in this world. If you live in America, bring about his kingdom in America. Bring hope, bring salvation, bring freedom. Stop proclaiming death to your country, to your people, to the next generation. Start proclaiming life to them while hoping for his return. Because that's what you were called to do. That's what God called us to do. So we are hindering intercession when we are some when we are wishing for the world to just get worse. Because if you are just wishing for a world to get worse, why would you intercede for that world? Why would you pray for the sinners to come to the Lord? Why would you even try and be a lie? That's why in many to the Lord's disgust and my disgust, I will say it like it is. Many communities and congregations are not being allowed in their community because they just want him to come back. So they don't care too much about the people who are dying around them in their own sin. That's a sin in of itself for us to be so lukewarm in that way. God calls us. I want to submit to you. This is what he calls us in this season to repent from is to be this light in our community and in places and peoples around us and to the countries around us and not just tear them down. We need to speak identity into them. We need to speak into their lives, who they are, what Lord, who the Lord has called them to be. How can we expect someone to come to the Lord if we just keep telling them what the devil tells them? It's okay to point out sin when necessary, right? Where, well, uh, where we're in the right time and at the right moments, it's good to point out sin. However, what God calls us to do as well is to point out not just maybe sin, but show people who they really were created to be in the image of the Lord, to live righteously and holy. People know what they are doing wrong. They have a the law written on their heart. They have a conscience. The Lord's given them that. But if we just if we're living as a light to them, if we're living as a example to them of holy living and they see that first they're gonna want that and then we can tell them we can tell them hey hey you need to repent from the sin you know we in loving ways we should do this but 
make sure that you're not just about pointing out the trash in people's lives without ever pulling out the treasure. Because if you don't pull out the treasure and show them who they really are and who they were made to be, why would they ever want to enter that or even know about what about that? You see what I mean? Okay, so, um, so brothers and sisters, I want us to consider focusing on bringing his kingdom in this world and uh, not being unhealthy in the way that we're hoping for his return. We ought to hope, but hope in a way that is drawing you to bring freedom in the world around you. So as we end this off, um, I'd like to, I'm going to um, head into the live chat here of this video here soon. And I would like you all to just tell me, you guys who are on the live chat, I thank you for joining. Please tell us about um, tell me and you know share with everyone who's with you in the live chat about some of the things that Lord's put on your heart to repent from, um, to pray for uh, in the world. Maybe you know wh who who needs prayer in this world. What what kind of people groups? Um, you know, I want to pray for the homeless, the people suffering in this world right now. I want to pray for the people who are in spiritual persecution. I want to pray for the the many. Um, the communities in this world that are um, in sin, um, LGBT community and, and, and um, others, right? So I want you to, I'm in the live chat here. I want you guys to please um, let me know also what you, what you, what you, what, what the Lord has put on your heart. All right. So um, I'm just going to start praying and, and, and then I'll, I'll, I'll pull some things from the live chat as well here soon. All right, so Father, Lord, I just thank you, God, for this day, Lord, that we can come to you in repentance and spend this time in, in community, Lord, even if we're online, Lord, I thank you that we could, that you've made us this available for us. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for the atoning sacrifice of Messiah. God, I thank you, Lord, for laying your life down for us. I thank you, Lord, that you made a way to the Father for us. Lord, I just pray, Father, that you would... Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just come and convict us of our sin, Lord. Where have we let you down? God, convict us of... <laughs> convict us of where we've been wicked and, and where we've acted righteously, where we've acted like we've... where we've acted like we've been... Um, all righteous and holy and religious and like the Pharisee, Lord, and the tax collector. We were like that Pharisee. Oh, Lord, thank you. We're not like other men. Thank you, Lord, that we are not like those ugly Christians, Lord, who don't keep your feast days as well as we do and who don't keep the Sabbath like we do and who don't eat like we do and who don't dress like we do and who don't. I think we're not like those adulterers, Lord. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Lord. I'm not like those uh, uh Tax collectors, those people who are sinners, Lord, like what, whoever that sinner is, Lord, I we have said those things on social media. We have judged those outside the church in ways that we ought not to have. We have gone in prideful ways. We have even come to you. Even in our prayers, we've been prideful sometimes. God, I pray, Lord, Lord, we repent. We want to be like the tax collector today who, who was full of sin. He was, he, he saw his own sin. He had problems. But yet he come, came to you and he said, Lord, forgive me. 
a sinner. And you said, Lord, that the, that man, that tax collector was declared righteous and justified instead of the Pharisee. Help us to not be that Pharisee, Lord. Father, help us to walk righteously and in holiness, but not in pride. Because if we walked in, Lord, if we walked in keep, trying to keep your commandments while walking in pride, we might as well not have even tried keeping your commandments because the sin of pride just overshadows all the others. That's why we fell in the first place, Lord. Because we want what we want. We want our desires, Lord. Father, we want to put our desires aside today. We want to put aside our 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 wickedness, our pleasures, the the fact that we've tried to do religious things while forsaking uh, the the people, our neighbor, even the sinners who don't deserve you, but who, or you know, but Lord, we none of us deserve you. We think that some deserve you, some don't. Lord, none of us deserve you. What we deserve is separation based of what we've done. But you, Lord, you bridged the gap, Father, and you came and you you made us white as snow through your sacrifice. And we thank you, Lord. God, I thank you that you declared us righteous. You declared our name in the book when we said yes to you. Help us to live in a way that is of a good example to how you commanded us to live. Father, I just pray, Lord, for those who are suffering and, and, and who are being persecuted, Christian and believe Christian believers around the world who are persecuted for their faith, Lord, in China, in India, in um, the Middle East, all over the Middle East, Lord. God, in all the other countries in the world, Father, we know that most of Christianity is, in fact, being persecuted. Sixty percent of Christians live in persecuted countries. So, Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would come and just Father, comfort and be with them. Give them strength, Lord. And for us who are not persecuted in our country, who are in freedom, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would not make us too. Lord, I pray you would um, guard us from the evil one who wants us to grow so comfortable that we grow lukewarm. Help us to not be lukewarm, Lord, but be on fire even in these freedoms we live in. Father, I pray, Lord, for those who are hungry and thirsty spiritually and physically. God, I pray that you would come and nourish them, send people their way, Lord. I pray that you would even use people today listening in the live chat and listening to this teaching in the future. Lord, help us to be the one who clothes the naked, who gives bre our bread to the poor. Not to just fast from our own bread and not eat our bread today, but to take that bread actually and give it to someone who needs it. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would Help us to be giving people who not just in word worship you, but in action where we give of ourselves, our time, our finances, where, where there is a need in the lives of people around us, where however way we can make a sacrifice, Lord, help us to be that would do that, Lord, on this day, especially Father. Lord, I just pray, Lord, for the people who who are struggling in um identity father people who are struggling in who think that they were made to be adulterers and fornicators who struggle to think who don't understand their gender who are struggling in that maybe who are struggling with attraction to the same gender um, people who are lord people who who have been taught that they're someone who they really aren't F 
Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would just open their eyes to the beauty of your son and your creation and who you've made us to be, Lord. Father, I just pray, Lord, for those people, Lord, who have wicked ideologies in this world, who have ideologies that are contrary to your word, your righteous one and only truth. God, I pray, Lord, for the nations, Lord, who are being ruled by ideologies that are in contrary to your word, ruling ruled by governments who do not know you. I pray, Lord, for the president of the United States, Donald Trump. Father, I pray, Lord, for the president of my home country, South Africa, Ramaphosa. Father, I pray, Lord, for the presidents of we all who are listening. We are praying for our presidents of our countries right now and the governments below them right now. Some of them are more righteous than others, Lord. But Lord, I pray, God, that you would come and inscribe your word on their hearts, that you would come and convict them of their sin, their, of, of righteousness, of judgment, for them to be sound rulers who rule, who are, who are servants of you and not rulers over peoples. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would, uh, God, just remove people who refuse to who refuse to worship you and put in place leaders for us who do. God, Father, we know, Lord, that the time is drawing near, but we ask for mercy on the people who do not know you. We ask for time for us to be able to be a light. I pray, Lord, that you would give me more time to be a light to the people around me. God, I pray that you would give me the strength and the boldness to do that and open my mouth instead of being ashamed of your word. Lord, we pray that you would forgive us where we have been ashamed when we have not opened our mouth to speak your, you and, and given a, a testimony of who you are and, and, and tell people about who you are. When we have been afraid and let our fear rule us, Lord, we repent and we ask, Lord, in this new year, when, this, when we're entering this new year, Lord, that you would give us the strength Father, to be a light in people to people around us. All right, I'm going to also just take some from the chat here because I want you guys to also give me some um, people to pray for. Um, Aaron James give me said, give men courage to be leaders in you and their households. That's a good one. Father, I just pray right now for the men who are who are leaders of their households, priests, if you will. Lord, I pray, God, that you would give them the, uh, the Lord, give them, draw their hearts to Lord, to have their eyes fixed on you continually, Father, because we as men, we can't be leaders. We can't follow you. Uh, excuse me. We, we can't follow you if we don't keep our eyes on you, Father. So, Father, I ask, Lord, that you would just help us to be focused on you. Help us to follow you in a way that is going to be an example for our children and their children's children one day. I pray, Lord, for men who are struggling with addictions that are keeping them away from you. Right now, I speak to every addiction, every man, every leader right now who is struggling with an addiction that's keeping them away. I just feel like the Lord's saying today, right now, I'm going to break that addiction off you. So if you're listening to this right now and you have an addiction that's been keeping you from the Lord, that's been bringing condemnation, guilt, shame and guilt and shame on you right now. I speak to that in the name of Yeshua. Lord, I thank you. God, I command that addiction to go. Lord, I thank you for freedom right now. Lord, freedom, freedom. Lord, I thank you. We speak to that spirit of lust in the name of Yeshua. And I command you to go get off of these men in the name of Yeshua right now. Freedom. 
Lord, I thank you, God, for any, uh, Lord, uh, um, any addiction, Lord, that's been uh, bringing shame, any other addiction, Lord, that's been taking time. And both men and women listening right now, God, we speak to that in the name of Yeshua. And we command it to leave. We command that spirit that's been trying to take our time away from the Lord. It's trying to be distracting us away from prayer and Bible study and getting in your word. Father, we command that spirit to leave from our midst in the name of Yeshua. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now. Lord, we are making a commitment today right now. God, we want to say, Lord, we're going to not just pray a prayer, but Father, we're going to put our action where our prayer is. And we're going to say, Lord, we're going to put things aside more for you from this day on. We're not going to allow things to steal our time like it has been. Father, we want to be more devoted to you, more focused on you, less distracted so that we can do be who you call us to be. In the name of Yeshua. Yeah, there's a lot of people um, saying, for example, um, Praying for our lost children to come to Jesus. I think it's a great one. There's many people who are um, struggling with that. Many, many children, many parents who have children. Um, prodigal sons and daughters uh, who have been away. Father, I just pray right now, Lord, that you would come and let this day be a marker on your calendar, Lord, where you bring the hearts back of the children who have walked away from parents and you. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would come and Lord, when they're being distracted by the enemy, by the world, by the things of the world, they're being enticed, they're being led away, they're being the father, they're being taken away from their mother's arms. God, I thank you in the name of Yeshua, God, we just command the enemy to get behind us. We command the enemy that's been trying to lure our children away to go in the name of Yeshua right now. We just step on the snake's head in the name of Yeshua. Satan, you will no longer try and entice you will not get away with it. name Yeshua I thank you father that we are children Lord while they may be tempted by the world they will not say yes to it in the name of Yeshua they will start saying no from today I pray for a conviction that's so deep they won't be able to run away from it like you chase down um, uh, Jonah Lord I thank you for chasing down our children to the point where they will be so disgusted by their own sin they will become physically nauseous they will become physically nauseous from when they try and indulge in their sins. Lord, when they try, when they start getting away from you and start, stop praying, stop reading their Bible, they will be drawn back to you, Lord, because they will feel so empty. God, Lord, I know that that's how it is. But Lord, I pray that you would call them back. They will not just feel empty, but they will know where to find fulfillment again, where they will be able to go to drink again, Lord, and be satisfied. In the name Yeshua. All right, I'm, gonna just, I'm just looking in the chat for anything else that anyone is bringing up. Uh, yeah, so relationships in terms of marriages, people being um, separated because of a spouse falling away or you know, anything like that. So I'm just going to pray for that right now. So, Father, I just pray right now for uh, our unbelieving spouses or people who are or, or unequally yoked spouses as well. Lord, when we are married with someone who's not on the same page. 
Father, help us first off, Lord, I ask that you would give us the strength and the patience and the kindness and the love. Father, to be able to be uh, patient with our spouses who are maybe unequally yoked with us or unbelieving. Lord, help us to be a light to them. Help us to for help. I pray that you would help us to treat them in honor and respect so that they would be inclined to listen to what we have to say and look at our lives. Good fruit, Lord, help us to bear the fruit. Lord, what does it help God when we argue with them, when we try and tell them about you, but our fruit is rotten? What does it help, O oh Lord, that when we try and 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 convert them to you while not being patient with them like you are patient with us. Help us to be patient with them like you are with us. Help us to love them like you loved us. Father, I just pray, Lord, then that you would I pray for their hearts. I pray that you would draw them in. I pray that you would convict them. I pray that you would set them alight with you, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, with your fire, your Ruach, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would let them see that they're a temple of the Holy Spirit and, and they ought to live as holy priests of that temple. Father, I just pray for unity and restoration, supernatural, supernatural restoration of marriages. That's who you are. You restore the broken things of this world and you love marriage. You love unity within, within relationships of marriage. Lord, I pray, God for supernatural restoration of marriage in the name of Yeshua. Thank you for freedom, God. Lord, I speak right now to the, the hearts that are bitter in marriages, the the hearts that are opposed to each other, the, the unforgiveness. God, I just speak, Lord, we come and we, re, we repent of harboring unforgiveness in our hearts towards our spouses and peoples around us. God, we we, we repent of that right now and we forgive our spouses for when they were not there for us, for when they did not love us like like they ought to have, for when they um, betrayed us, for when they were um, when they lashed out at us in anger. Father, we forgive them for whatever they have ever done. Well, Lord, I ask God that you would come and the bitterness in their hearts. I pray that you would come and just, Lord, convict them of it to forgive, to repent of that and uh, for them to forgive as well. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. All right. So, um, uh, someone else said, give us Holy Ghost boldness and send more laborers. Very good. So and then also it was said uh, to walk. Someone else said to walk as the disciples in the same way. Peter, Paul and the other disciples walked through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen to that. So, Lord, we just ask, Father, that you would send more laborers into this. Lord, you said pray for this and we're praying for this now. We're asking for you to send laborers into your fields. We're asking for you, Lord, to empower us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, like never before. I pray for boldness. I pray for an outpouring of your spirit. Lord, I ask for a revival, Lord, I ask that you in your believing body of believers, that you would come and pour out your spirit of revival like never before. I, I believe 
that what we read about in the book of Acts has not passed. And I know that you desire it for your peoples today. Lord, I ask, we ask that you would come and do it all over again. You have done it before. We ask that you do it again. We ask that you fill us like never before, like you filled your people, your 12 apostles. Father, we want to see the dead raise in our midst. God, we want to see the leper, the incurable diseases healed in our midst. We want to see the blind eyes open physically and spiritually in our midst. God, we want to see the impossible in our midst. We are tired, the Lord, of just living a life that is void of the workings of your spirit. We are hungry and thirsty for more. So, God, I ask that you are. I know that you empower us. I ask for emboldening us, Lord, to go, to be a light, to actually be conscious about going out and being a light and and actually being your hands and feet and not being held back by fear. God, I thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, I thank you for sending forth a generation. Lord, we hear the world say that this generation is falling away from you. I proclaim this generation will burn for you in the name of Yeshua, Lord. I thank you for raising a generation out of these stones, this ground, this dirt that seems like there's nothing in it. Lord, I thank you for raising a generation like you've done before many times. Thank you for raising a generation of people, of young people that will be on fire for you. Lord, I want to be a, go to a conference of Sukkot or a conference of, of Tabernacles, of, of, um, of Passover, of whatever conference or, or any church or fellowship. I want to go there and I want to see it full of young people, Lord. Lord, I want to see it full of young believers who are on fire for you, Lord. I want to see the parents, but I want to see their children, Lord. So, God, I want to I ask for you to bring forth their children out of out of Lord, just bring them out, Lord, wherever they are, wherever they're dwelling, wherever they're distracted and just raise them up to be a light, to be burning for them even more than the previous generation, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Thank you so much, guys, for joining and praying with me. I appreciate the fact that you're praying with me in this. And that you are sticking with me as we are praying. There's over a hundred of you watching right right now praying. And I thank you so much for joining. Um, uh, so please post anything else that's on your and your heart in the in the live stream below. Um, I'm having a look here right now. To just see if there's anything else that anyone has mentioned, even if there's anyone who has a, a, a specific thing you know i want to also pray for just people who are listening and and maybe live you're listening today maybe you're gonna listen in the future regardless god is outside of time he is not restricted by it and um i want to just pray for healing over people listening so if there is anyone right now who's got I'm just I'm just asking the Lord to just show me, Lord, 
Uh, if there's anyone who has, I just hear left shoulder, um, someone who's been really struggling with a left shoulder, and, uh, and I'm, uh, it's multiple people, not just one, in fact. And uh, this has been a thing that was an injury from work for someone, and I heard, I just hearing that the Lord wants to restore it today. And um, so, Lord, I just pray right now to that in the name of Yeshua, Father. I just speak to that left shoulder, Lord. We just speak to it in the name of Yeshua, God. God, we speak to left shoulders, God. We command it to be healed. We command the pain to leave. We command the restriction to go. We command freedom in the name of Yeshua now. God, I thank you for freedom right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you for coming upon the bodies of everyone listening now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for filling up everyone now who's listening. I thank you, Lord, for freedom, Lord, from, from addiction, from stress and worry. I just see a spirit of worry and fear over many people listening, of, of, of many things, just many things, many different things. God, I just speak that the state of the world is one thing. And there's the many are fearing for their children. Many are fearing for the time to come. Many are fearing for their uh, losing a job or many are fearing for marriage. Many are fearing for, uh, you know, their relationships there. There's many things. Lord, I just speak right now, Lord, to all these fears. God, you say in your word that we ought not to fear, but to fear you alone. God, we today say we will not go and. And, and, and fear the things of the world, the th- fear the things that have been um, in our way, on our path. But Lord, I thank you for helping us fear your name, Lord, because when we fear your name, we it puts things in perspective for us. We know, Lord, that you have power when we put our fear in you instead. God, I ask, Father, Lord, for freedom from fear. God, I thank you, Lord, for the lies of the enemy, guilt, shame, condemnation to go in the name of Yeshua over your body, where the enemy has been coming to many of you listening, and he's been telling you that you are are separated from God. He's been telling you that you are so far gone because of the sin that you've been struggling with for a long time. And, and that's been actually keeping you away from prayer. That is when you sin and or fall away or when you have something happen, that's supposed to be the thing that draws you in, brothers and sisters. That's supposed to be the thing that brings you near him because that's what the pattern is. Adam and Eve sinned and God came walking through the garden, looking, calling on their name. That's what he does when you fall. He calls your name walking through the garden. Don't hide in the bushes. Don't hide. He's not there to condemn you. He's here to bring you freedom. Hey, there's some people um, asking for um, physical their their physical illnesses. So I just pray right now for people who have who had bad reactions to medicine. I've that in the in the, in the live live stream chat. Um, Lord, I just pray right now for people who had um, medicine adverse reactions, who have uh, problems in their body because of that, who have um, issues that they don't understand. Issues that are um, uh, uh, doctors can't even put their finger on. Lord, issues where there are panic attacks, issues where there are um, uh, uh, bodily pains that are uncertain of what it is or or whatever. Lord, I pray for those who have had strokes in the name of Yeshua right now. I speak to that. 
In the name of Yeshua, Lord, I speak to everyone who's had a stroke or or any kind of thing like that. Lord, we speak to uh, uh, cancer in the name of Yeshua. All these things, all these illnesses, Lord, you know, oh God, Lord, we speak to them all in the name of Yeshua. I pray with me, brothers and sisters, pray with me about this. There's many who need this. Let's pray as a body. He has given us authority over unclean spirits. He's given us authority over sickness. He's given that to us. So, Lord, we just come and we thank you, Father, for freedom in the name of Yeshua over everyone, everyone listening, everyone in our families, everyone we know. We're praying for them right now in the name of Yeshua. Lord, that you would give the get the glory for this and only your name. And we speak to cancer. We speak to strokes and we speak to heart problems. And we speak to uh, 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 diseases, viruses, people who are very sick of that. In the name of Yeshua, we speak to all other diseases and illness. In the name of Yeshua, now, I thank you for healing now. We command it to leave. We command it to leave. In the name of Yeshua, I thank you, God, for freedom. I thank you for restoration. I thank you for supernatural movings of your spirit now. I thank you for pain. People suffering from pain now, even now. If you have a, I see a wrist. I command that wrist, that shoulder. Command it to go in the name of Yeshua. Pain, leave. Father, I thank you for back issues now. Go in the name of Yeshua. Lord, I thank you right now for any uh, uh, sciatica, pain down the legs. I command that right now. Go. In the name of Yeshua, Lord, this is the day of atonement, Lord, the day where you atone for our sin, but not just our sin. You were wounded for our transgression, but not that, but you also for our healing, Lord. God, I thank you, Father, for freedom right now and back pain and, and leg pains and Lord, any other pain that I can't think of right now. Father, that I don't have right now in my mind. I thank you every other pain, every other disease, every other sickness. We command that to leave in the name of Yeshua now. Thank you, Father. Amen. And brothers and sisters, if you got healed today, I want you to write into the ministry. Go to riseonfar.com and let us know. I would love to hear from you because I want to share the testimonies um, because I know that this is how the Lord works. I do not just pray this prayer hoping. I pray this prayer knowing. Do you hear me? You hear me? Amen. I don't just pray this prayer hoping. I pray this prayer knowing. I pray this prayer knowing the Lord will come through. I pray this prayer knowing the Lord will bring us healing. This is we just read in Isaiah how the Lord will bring healing speedily if we come and we keep this feast the way He wants us to. All right. So, Amen. So I, I'm gonna go ahead and we're almost finished here. I just want to go ahead and and pray for one last thing and. And that is that I see here in the live chat. And I think it's so important. That is abortion and women who are in uh, Tim Rawlings. You said pray to end abortion and the women who are thinking of having them, that they change their mind. Okay, so Father, we just thank you, Lord. Father, just like to mention there, Lord, so important. God, I just pray for Lord women who are who are in that place where they want to get an abortion, who are in that place where they want to um, give up and kill, not understanding, Lord, they're, they're 
they're maybe confused father maybe they're scared because they are afraid of what would happen if they need to raise a baby or you know whatever the fear is father i just speak to those women lord who who are considering this lord i just pray god that you would right now lord there's so many statistically there are many of them right now who are considering it and i speak to each and every one of their hearts now god that you would convict them of how precious life is to you convict them that their babies are theirs that their babies have are being given life by you the life giver or that they are they are being made to be a mother of a child not a murderer Father, I ask God that you would just convict their hearts, Lord, of this. And God, I pray, God, that you would you would bring an end, Father. That you would bring an end to these ideas in the minds of women. Father, Lord, we know, God, even if circumstances are hard sometimes, even, you know, circumstances with which we raise a child, and we know that even when things are hard, you provide when we put our trust in you, you provide in every dire need. You provide. That's who you are. You're the deliverer. You bear us on eagle's wings. We don't need to consider it. We don't need to consider an abortion. We we can trust in you because you are the one who provides for our children. We are not even, we just do our part, but you are the one who provides God, I ask that you would show this to those women, Lord. I pray that you would bring a distaste for this ideology of murder, Father. And I pray this ideology that you would bring it down, that you would bring a distaste for it in the minds of the people within America and all across the world where this is being done even legally. Father, I just pray, Lord, for your will, your freedom. In the name of Yeshua, Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining me today in this live stream. I hope that this has blessed you today. Um, today, we talked about a David home and we prayed for many people. I want to encourage you to go ahead today and be humble. Be humble. Do not be prideful today. Be humble. This is today above all days for us to be humble. This is today above all days for us to be loving, but not just today. Let this be a paradigm shift for you. The Day of Atonement is a day that God gives us annually so that He annually can tell us why, what are you doing? How are you living your life? Do you have leaven? Do you have pride? Do you have stuff to get rid of? Audit yourself. Be meek and humble. Make yourself the least of the least. Consider others always as be better than yourself. And then you will be made in his image and then you will be able to speak and people will see water flow from you. They will be able to see righteousness come from you and they would want that. But they won't want that if we have pride. And so that's what God calls us in this day. I want to submit to you, number one, to get rid of. So go when we're when you're done with this, listening to this, go into your room today, close the door behind you and come before the Lord and trembling and fear like Moses did at that burning bush, take off your shoes and just say, Lord, cleanse me from my pride. Cleanse me where I have been prideful over others. Cleanse me where I have not loved like you did. Forgive me from it, but empower me to be that this next year. All right, brothers and sisters, I'll leave you with that. Thank you so much for joining me in this live stream. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his face upon you. May he lift up his 
countenance upon you. May he be gracious to you. May he give you shalom. May he give you rest. May he bless you and your family. May he bless your family with life and the belief and the, the fire of the Lord. May he may he make you conscious every day of the patience and the grace that he's shown you and the atonement he's given you so you can give the same patience, grace and grace for others and bring his atonement to others. All right. So blessings and shalom, blessings and shalom.